Someday I'll try. I'll tell you how to use that mic. I, I I don't need to know how to use a mic. I know how to use a mic. You're, you're doing it wrong, dude. So I'm not doing it wrong. It's mics right. Only it's have right. one. Mics only have one purpose. Here, it's right here. They are to make you sound better. And the only way they make you sound better is if they are directly on your lips. This is the semantics department. It's like it's like once you add them to the mix, you have to like fuck with them and like get it like do all the work to make it perfect. Well, the good news is it's only three minutes. What is That's it? how much time we spent. Okay, yeah. Who's three got the, minute, three minutes on mics? How do we start? This is the semantics department. Okay. My name is Keith. My name's Dan. I'm JP. We're three idiots who don't know what the fuck we're talking about. <laughs> this is pretty, yeah. pretty, pretty accurate, I would say. Yeah. Um, so, so there's a bunch of topics uh, that we're floating around. We, we I have a scheduled topic. Okay. Okay. We should start with. How do you feel now that you've been on a podcast? Oh, I like that. Now that we've started a podcast, how do you like feel about um, like? how you're going to conduct yourself does has anything changed well so as you know this is my well so this is our technically our third episode uh but we've had a published podcast episode. no no I, no, no I, you, I guess you, get- you've, you've edited an episode it's on thing people have listened to it we've all listened to it we've all thought about the recording of it how do you feel? Well, okay. So my point was that I, I've actually been on another podcast, which you two both. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, no, I'm saying no. So when I was on Air that Pro, podcast, I get it. No, what you I'm can saying give is them a what, shout out. It's fine. No, it's okay. So you should, you should. It's rude not to. Uh, okay. All right. Anyways, I was I was invited to be on the Jort Center podcast. It was pretty cool because I've been listening to him for like two years. So when I went on that podcast, that's when I that. That's when I felt what I think Keith is getting at is how do you how do you feel now that you know that you're broadcasting? You 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 probably have to hold yourself a little different. You have to act a little. You're trying to make yourself interesting because otherwise it's just people just talking. Yeah, I, I think is is that what you're getting at, Keith? Is sort of yeah. I mean, I mean, my perspective is more that like, um, how do you feel now that you've created a podcast or how that we've created a podcast? Like, how yeah. do we individually feel? You know, my well, assumption is that no one will listen to it. And I have no aspirations to make it like a, a, uh, you know, big, big podcast or something like that. It's almost, it's just like kind of excuse to hang out a little bit, but it is true that like you're putting your ideas out into the world. So, um, I, I, I'm comfortable with that because, you know, Keith, you're here to moderate my, my less, um, gracious sentiments. <laughs> <laughs> how do you, I think, I think we'll have a good balance. You know, how do you feel I, about it? Um, I, you know, I feel good about it. Like I, you know, I, I listened to the first episode and I was reminded how much I hate my voice, but you know, whatever. So like, I think everybody goes, I really don't I think I'm ever it. going should, to like, I thought we all said, no, I just like, don't really like my voice i guess like i always sound different when i hear myself recorded than i think i sound i guess that, which is probably that, common that's, right that, that's the but thing like yeah. um 
it's not something that I would like, you know, change my voice for or something like that. But um, you can get a voice coach. Yeah, well, that's exactly it. Like I would never, <laughs> ever in a million years do that. There's no way. But um, I don't know. I think it's it's interesting because it's sort it's like this interesting thing where you're you're putting your conversations out there. You know, it's like I write a blog or whatever, and it's like I craft like what I'm saying you know, and think about it. But when you're just sort of putting your conversation out there, it's a totally different um, experience, especially when you hear it back. Like, I don't know if I'll like listen to episodes in the future. Exactly. But, right. Um, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I might, I guess I might. I don't know. Yeah. I, I, I hope I, I just hope I don't say anything like, you know, where I'm being too big of an asshole. That's basically my, my, my concern. You know, I just don't want to get fired. Like, I just want to make sure that, like, you know, this doesn't, like, come back to burn me. Because I'll say something about maybe work or something that I, that's the only thing I'm worried about. I heard well, my voice. I hear my voice and I'm like, I don't like it. It's, it's I mean, I, I, it, I, I realize it depends on who's going to listen to it, right? Like, is it just going to be friends of ours and maybe friends of friends or something like that? Or are people going to listen to it with, you know, a grudge about what we're talking about and then like, you know, find out who we are, which is not hard. Right. Right. Um, you know, well, I think we're not, I don't know that we're trying to hide. Yeah. Who we are. No, I mean, it's, it's like, things. it's pretty simple. Like Dan's name's on the podcast and I, no, I can't get you that can off figure either. out who like, you know, you can find me and you jump all like based on Dan's name, like pretty simply. So it's like, it's yeah. not like, I'm not like worried about that. You know what I mean? But well, like, I, no, like I said, we're, I mean, this is just three friends staying connected and. Right. But like, Dan, you sort of said like, you know, I don't want to get fired. And John Paul said like, I don't want to come off as like too much of an asshole. And it's like, <laughs> um, I wouldn't really worry about that. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. just, you know. Well, okay. Well, so, so to answer your question, like I, I think it's I think it's fun. I enjoy playing with audio files and I have no content. So this gave me an opportunity to go in and polish some skills. I mean, for those that are listening, the three of us were at one point making music on a on a you know regular basis. And we even performed out at a couple of shows and I miss that. And uh, I don't have the music in me anymore, I don't think, but it was it was a lot of fun going through the edo, editing and, you know, editing all the audio and stuff. And I, that's the part that I really enjoyed. So having you know, this the fun, that's the fun me. fact for our listeners is that our cover photo is when we used to perform together and wear yeah. jumpsuits, matching <laughs> jumpsuits. It, it, I mean, it, like I said, it, it was uh, it was cool because like now I have content, I have something I can work with. It gives me a project and. I'm going to see where this goes. I mean, I, you know, if it flops, it flops. They say seven, seven episodes is like the, the telltale. If it starts to go south and boring, then you'll find out real quick. Um, so maybe we'll get to seven is my goal. Yeah. I think the cadence is going to be really important. Like you, you kind of like wanted to do this weekly and I'm just like, I don't think that we could fill an interesting hour, like weekly and have like, you know, topics and maybe, whatnot. Maybe. I, think I, like, I think like doing about. a cadence of like every two weeks and then just doing like a double episode makes a lot more sense that's that's fine uh we have it's interesting we actually have 
quite a bit of topics in our Trello. So I know we've got the content out there. There's lots to talk about and they're not time sensitive topics. Yeah. Well, I mean, just, you know, keeping a running list of topics is great. If we don't get to one, we'll, we'll talk about it the next time. Hmm. Um, but you, okay. So you're saying, like, I know what this episode is going to be dominated by. So which is what it's do, not, do we want to get into that one or do we want to, I don't know. I don't um, know. Well, sure. Yeah. What, what is it going to be dominated by? Let's it, it. It's going to be, no, no, no. This is going to be, gonna be dominated by Fury Road. It's no, it's the, the, this <laughs> it is, is not. No, no, it's not. I'm it's not going to be dominated by that. It's none of your business. <laughs> it is. All right. It's absolutely. We're on it now. There's no, you know, this is now the topic. So, so we're, I've had, th- I've had, listen, I've had three people. And, and Keith's going to pull an eye roll, I promise. I've had three people that are in like the like film industry listen to this podcast, and they said, I need to have a conversation with John Paul. <laughs> what do you mean by film industry? Uh, are they going to... I mean, am I supposed to... So, like, I know who you know yeah. that is in the film industry, okay? okay? Okay. I'm not disparaging anybody, but I'm, I'm saying, I, like... You can't. That's appeal to authority. Like, like these are these are people up. that like You're these are people that can tell you who the set director was for that film. Like that's how that's how much these people are into this. And I'm like, okay, that's fine. and they're like they're like, well, yeah, it was a good movie, but like, whoa, last 25 years. And I was like, look, I'm not debating this. This is not my. Oh, debate. dude, I'll I will I will have I'll debate anyone on this subject <laughs> who wants. They just have them come on. And I, you know, that, no, I'll just do no, no, like, no, no, no. Well, I'll, we, we should have, I mean, we should start out with like a semantic argument here is like, what do you mean by best movie? Like, like, what is best. it? Like, what are you what talking you about when you say that? Um, well, can I, I, can I use an analogy on that question? If you want, sure. I got, I, I was, a, I was a kid and I was in gym class and the kid that stood next to me, who's now going to be my brother-in-law, which is totally nuts. We were standing in next year in gym class. I was a huge Led Zeppelin fan and he was a huge Van Halen fan. And he goes, dude, Van Halen rules. And I was like, rules what? And he goes, all, he goes, all bands. <laughs> so, so when, when, when you ask like this about this movie best, you're like, it's the best movie. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like you don't have to explain anything. Yeah. This movie I, I rules all movies. It. it rules all movies. So, I mean, but honestly, so, so it sounds like your people, you know, don't agree with me. Correct. And, and, I, and I have no, I've to, never had skin in this game. This is not an I'd argument. I'm willing to, to die. I'm happy to debate it. Although, you know, what might be more interesting, ask them what uh, they put above it and I'll watch. No, it. I'm not taking like antidotes from people that are not on this podcast. That's, 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 that's true. Like, that's true. You know, that's true. Okay. Nameless right. film industry. People. Okay. Okay. I, okay. All right, all right, all right. I was trying like, to, I was I'm trying to beat you guys up with some, some other perspectives that came in. Okay. I, I, I'm going to redact that. I'll redact that. Like, you know, like all my friends who are experts in this. I'm saying that I are saying had, you're full of shit. And it's like, that's, that's not like a fair way to debate something. And no, anyway, you, here's like, what you said. You said, you, you said, let's, let's talk about this subject. And I said, I don't want to talk about it. And then I tried to bring in other perspective to say that not everybody thinks that, and they listen to our podcast and they're like, I need to talk to this person because that's not the, so I'm just, I'm just bringing what our listeners have said. Our, our three so listeners. I, I think that's good feedback, honestly. And here's the thing. You know, Keith, you were talking about like, oh man, we put now. Now this is a we're airing our conversations, and like this is one of those statements that I put out into the world that I'm absolutely happy to to stand by, <laughs> to stand by yeah. that that I think it's like the best movie of the last last two decades. So like, um, uh, uh, I'll I'll fight anyone. 
Um, now, Merck, here's the thing. Uh, I, I, you watched it, okay, since last time. And so I think it is, you know, you owe it to the podcast to, to give us <laughs> your, your, your analysis, you know, or at least just your impression or what you thought of it. I'm just, I just want to know. Don't do this to me. Why? <laughs> I don't understand. You're, it's, I'll say this up front. It's okay if you didn't like it. No, well, okay, wait. Uh, I liked it. Okay. I liked it a lot. It was good. It was okay. good. I thought it was, to your point, kind of timeless. I think, I think if I roll a tape, Keith, you said something like, I remember it being better in the theater when you rewatched it recently. Is that, did I hear you say that last time? Uh, yeah, it's a something to that effect. Yeah. 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 So well, I more that like I watched it recently and I didn't think it was as good as I thought it was when I originally saw it. So. Right. Right. But I, 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 you're right. I think, uh, well, John you, Paul, you, you don't have you to were, agree with me. No, no. You were saying, you were saying that this thing sounded like, uh, this movie was timeless and that anybody can watch it and it's art. And I agreed with all that. I thought it was really good. I did not pick up. I would I would not have picked up what Keith was bringing up as like the like one of the sort of themes behind some of it. Really? Somebody told me. Yeah. Well, no, I mean, I OK, well, so well, get specific. OK, so the, the, the first the first point that I see this is that there's a group of like um, wet nurses that are in this cave. Yeah. And, and that immediately, like I saw that and I was like, I, I would have, I it probably wouldn't have checked that box for me. I just would have been they're like, not even wet nurses, dude. They're like, they're providing well, there are wet There are wet nurses. There are wet nurses. Yeah, I'm saying well, that's what, that, that's what like, a wet nurse Everyone's is. drinking that milk though. Not just like, isn't, isn't that's a wet nurse wet... just for kids? No, no, no. There weren't there like Chinese emperors. I mean, there's still wet nurses. nurses. Okay. All right. I, no, there's, there's a famous Chinese emperor, like, you know. I, I'm going to be terrible on this, but like he, he had a wet nurse up until he was like 17 or something like that. Some crazy. I mean, yeah, I, 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 I okay, got the okay. reference right away. There, there's but, no accounting for royalty, really. So it's a, it's a, it's a valid <laughs> sure, term sure. for this. So that's fine. But I mean, like you're saying, that's well, not really all that feminist. And I, the whole point well, no. is that this. It was I thought it was oppressive. Isn't that what you guys yeah. were talking about? Yeah. Yeah. So I, so I saw that okay. and I'm like, uh, but then I was like, these people have no resources. I mean, they're in a desert. I didn't see like, I didn't see gr green things growing. I didn't see food being produced. So I was like, how else would they survive? So I saw, so I would have in my old self before we had this conversation, I would have just sort of looked past it and been like, that's weird. And then, then I get to the point where like some of the things started coming out, like they had these women like trapped inside this truck and all, you know, so then, then it started coming out. Like they're going to, they're going to fight the oppression and they're going to, you know, win and survive and stuff. So I, I picked it up, but I, I wouldn't have in well, the whole, pro. the whole, the whole point of that, that little society there is that you've got this dictatorial warlord who has constructed a, a, yeah, a patriarch warlord who has built kind of like his own uh, uh, fiefdom out in the wasteland. And he's got all these people that are like under his thumb that he controls with supply of water. And the, the wet nurses are just one aspect of this despicable guy who's like, well, who's I like mean, the, the real point is that his power comes from his subjugation of women. Yes. So like he, okay, he yeah. captures women, he, you know, impregnates them and they become his like army. So like his power is based on, yeah, his resource hoarding, but also like, his domination of women and like using them as like basically soldier factories and like you know they decide 
fuck, we've had enough of this. And more to the point, like his major general Furiosa is like, this is not right. And, you know, breaks them out. And like all this stuff that they talk about, like, you know, we are not things and whatnot. That's like getting to this idea that like has been in feminist circles for a long time, but like was not really in the conversation, like in the culture, like at the time, like in 2015. Right. I, mean, I, think it, I think it was in the culture for sure. I mean, look, but not I like think... not in a mass culture way, not like in a like go to the movies and watch an action movie way, you know? Yeah. Like in, in it, that's why it's a little bit it exceeds expectations a little due somewhat due to this part of it. And you know, right. like, cause you're going to see a Mad Max movie when this thing came out. And then suddenly like the main character is almost like, he's almost like not the main character of it even. Right. He's yeah. kind of a, he's Barely. almost like a, uh, like a, what do they call him? Like a, a plot driving device or whatever. Yeah. You know, he's in it. He's got like, he's probably got like four lines of dialogue. Like most of the actual, <laughs> like, like, and that's, you know, character stuff is like yeah furiosa and and you know the, the the wives or whatever so but anyway i mean so so you know if you go into this like looking for this feminist thing i, I feel like you know you're missing the part where it like that was a subversion of, of or a thing where it subverted expectations a little which it, which is fine but i mean so dan but as as like a a romp in the wasteland like I, the impression I'm getting here is that you 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 said you liked it, but I feel like you're saying that to appease me because you know I'll get like all agitated if if you don't. But like like no, you I, I, I want I, I want it. I think it's more that he's just disputing this best movie thing. No 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 no. Um, I think that it was a good movie. I have no opinion. Uh, if the industry says that it was a great movie, because I think you threw some references out there, some some reputable sources. I know the two of you seen it. You've had really high opinions about it. Uh, there's nothing for me to debate. If anything, it's just um, it might not have like tugged on my heartstrings as much as uh -huh. it did with you. So I think you guys hyped it up pretty hard. And then, of course, I walked into it going, well, I'm going to have a problem with this because I'm not hyped up about it as much as you were. To me, it was like it was like this. We overhyped I mean, it, maybe. Well, I mean, oh, it's it, been, it, it was it's like three years. Jump all and Keith say this is good. I'm going to look at it and find all the ways it's bad. OK, you you did say that. <laughs> You did say that, and and I don't know what to say about that. And then I'm going to get my industry friends to back me up. <laughs> I just it's, it's fine. You, it just didn't it just didn't work for you the way it works for me. I, I get you know, I, and unfortunately, that's that's um, it wasn't bad. Sad. It's no, I, I'm just I mean, saying. it's always going to be subjective. It's art. It's always going to be subjective. No, listen, I'm I'm not like I think what's curious about Fury Road is basically that like it's. I think it's very it's very good and it's sort of standing the test of time and it's shocking to me like how many accolades it's gotten over the past like you know 10 years or something because you wouldn't really expect it when you see it to get as many accolades as it does you know like yes it, it it's not like technically the best movie Right. Like, I mean, I'm sure there's there's movies out there that I've never seen that would be incredibly above it. Right. I mean, you know, like I thought about it a lot and I was like, what is what are the movies in the last 20 years that I've seen that I would rate higher than Fury Road? And like I can easily come up with like five or six of them. Right. And that I would definitely say that I liked better and that maybe I think are. I guess not objectively better, but like, you know, 
artistically better maybe is the way to put it but um i do think it like had a big impact and i would still put it in like a top 10 of the last 20 years probably i don't think i would put it in a top five but i'd probably put it in the top 10. yeah I, what would <clears throat> what would you put above it by the way keith does anything jump out at you because like i don't I, you know i don't see that many films so i guess but, like my my take on what the best is <laughs> should come on now keith, keith just come on now <laughs> this is like this is like a very typical john paul <laughs> conversation it's like this is the best thing ever and it's like um well just, i don't just i, I don't have you compare it to it's like yeah you're right i mean i'm not like a film critic okay so so you know obviously i'm kind of being hyperbolic uh when i say things like this although i i, I think anyway what, what would you put above it is anything well what are you so are we saying 2003 or from two yeah let's 2000. go with that yeah, 2003. I mean, you know, you can, uh, whatever. We don't have to be so Okay, sure. I mean, I'll I'll say them in order, basically. Okay. okay. These are the movies that I would rate higher than Fury Road, that I personally would put okay. above them, and that I would okay. definitely reach for over Fury Road. Okay. We'll start 2003, Return of the King. Definitely a better movie than Fury Road. Are you out of, okay, all right. I'm not going to, I'm not out of my mind. commentary on this. All right, go I'm ahead. not out of my mind. <laughs> 2007, Zodiac. Really? 2010, Inception. 2011, Tinker Tailor Soldier Spy, which is fucking, oh, yeah. might be my favorite that movie, movie of all time. Yes, yes. You told me I loved it. 2015, Sicario. What? Yep. I'd put all of those above Fury Road. Oh, my God. I'm, Some of these, I'm, I gotta say, like Sicario, that's the one with that, what's the dude in it? He's like well, the, it has Benicio Del Toro. It has Josh yeah, Brolin. I don't he's deserve like to be on this podcast. For... I don't know any of those movies that you just rattled off. Like you, I, those, those sound like books to me. I, Dude, so, I'm terrible. So... I am so like don't. That's what I'm saying. You're debating a guy about a movie, and I, I have no skin in the game. It's that's the fine. debate is that I won't see it. That's the debate, and I finally Brooke, saw I got, it, I and I liked it. Fury Road. I have a couple Fury Road questions for you, but like before we get to that, Keith, your list. Okay, yeah, Inception. Maybe as a contender, Tinker Taylor, I haven't seen, so I need to see it. Oh my like, God, I'm, I'm John gonna... Paul, it's awesome. It... Okay, okay. Yeah, yeah. I need to see that. I haven't seen it. Sicario. Tinker Taylor may be my favorite movie, honestly. Of all time. Okay, all right. This, this Now I know Keith. I know you inside and out now. I couldn't <laughs> so, put my finger so, on it. I couldn't put so, my finger uh, on it. And then the fact that you said that's your favorite movie. Wait, wait, I, gotta, I just got to back up. It ties everything asked... together I know about you. I just got to ask you about Sicario. There's so much about you guys. I love this. Sicario above... Fury Road. Okay, so yeah. like Sicario, this is the movie where Benicio Del Toro is like it's a revenge movie where he his family gets killed. He's like a lawyer or something for the cartel, I and he goes on this maybe. revenge kick. I don't remember if he was a lawyer, but okay, he's like some accountant or you know he's yeah he's like an accountant or he's like some some pencil pusher for the cartel or whatever, and like he he goes on this revenge path, right? That's no. the movie. No, Sicario. So Sicario has Benicio del Toro, Emily Blunt, Josh Brolin, and basically they're oh, I think they're like okay. CIA or something yeah, yeah, like yeah. that, and they All they right. travel to Mexico, and basically he has like a mission to execute this cartel head or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I she's like it. the like FBI observer or something like that. Yeah. Dennis does the movie end with like at his. The, the sort of dinner table of the cartel yes. boss. Okay, yes. it's the same movie I'm thinking of. Yeah. So, um, you see the movie, second one, Keith. 
So you say what? Did you see? No, I did not. Okay. That that movie is fine. Okay, <laughs> I've I've seen it, it but it is definitely fine. the most generic ass Netflix movie of all time. There's a thousand movies uh, exactly of this. There's type. a thousand like, movies where, like it after it. It came out in 2015, the same year as Fury Road. No, dude, it's, it's like, the movie it's just, almost 10 years like, old by now. I'm, yeah. I'm in, in which case, in the time in which it came out is when Netflix started making their own movies. So don't even okay. say that. Like, that's just a ridiculous argument. It, it started the whole generic Netflix movie parade. It's like it's like a um, Michael Crichton book or whatever. Like, what are those books about? Like, is it, what I'm thinking of the right author? I don't know. Um, who writes like the thrillers about the CIA and stuff? Tom Clancy. It's Tom like a Tom Clancy, Clancy book, uh, you know, like made movie. Like we've seen this movie a trillion times. Like, like Do you want me to kick him? I can kick no, him. I can push a button right now. Say whatever he wants. I mean, he's like, seen like have, five movies, so like look, whatever. I don't have a problem with it per se. I watched it and I was like, I didn't want my hour back or whatever. Um, but it, it 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 sort of has you know it's it's not uh, it just does nothing to make me remember. Like I could barely remember it. Right. That's how little impression it made on me. Like, like, Bummer. I, you know, and in, in like I described the plot to you and you're like, kind of, no, that's not it. And then, it ends, you know, it's like ends up being it or whatever. It's like you described the plot so to me and you were wrong. No, it is. That is the plot. He's like his whole. No, whole thing, I got to gotta... know what it was. I need to make this a video. No, his podcast. Whole thing this, is the the, the dialogue was... with your faces is just so precious. I love this. <laughs> the <laughs> you whole two thing are was... so angry at each other. This is not, not not what I'm trying to. It's just like, oh my God, very, you... this is a very Keep typical. <laughs> this is a very typical like interaction where it's like John Paul's arguing a thing that he strenuously believes, but his logic is all fucked up. I, no, hold on. Hold on. I am right about the plot. His whole motivation in this movie is that his yeah, family was killed by the cartel yeah. and he was like an accountant for the cartel or whatever and I remember he, being an some accountant. he's whatever he was employed by them he was involved right yeah. like he was he was a friend of the cartel somehow and uh, he, he like assembles this team to go on this revenge mission right that is the movie and so i was correct about that and that is his that's his motivation right like all these things happen in the plot or whatever and and it's very forgettable it, Case in point, yeah. I can't even remember it. And like, it's super generic. We, it's a Tom Clancy novel. We've seen it a million times, like over the years. Um, and it, like, to to put that above Fury Road, which is just this incredibly innovative, bombastic, one of a kind thing. You would no one would ever forget Fury Road, right? Be like, okay. is that the movie where you know, like, the guy in the desert? Like, you know, that would never happen. You know, so it's just I, I feel like that one. I, I, I have to say, it's just like very surprising to me. That's all. Like, I, you know, yeah, I'm not... your, like your sort of um, criteria for it being like a better movie is just how memorable it is. Yeah, exactly. That's, that's not saying that's... anything about the quality of it. No, I think that is that is the only criteria that really matters. Like the, what is going to stick in your mind as a. I don't, I don't think that's the way that people look at movies, John Paul. Well, well. What are you saying? Like that it was well shot? Yeah. I mean, one, the acting was better. The writing was better. The direction was better. The music was better. First it's of all, no, 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 and no. <laughs> I, the music was better? Dude, you're out of your Dude, mind. Dude, the music I, of like, honestly, is incredible. What are you talking about? The music of Fury Road is incredible. It's like Ride of the Valkyries. I can't even like, think about you know, it. I can't, even, I can't think of... I, it's, I like don't an operatic, it's like an operatic, symphatic... I never watched you know? Fury Road and was like outside of the theme. 
that the music was memorable. If you Wait. remember the music, the movie has done poor service because the point of music in a movie is, is not to be like, oh, I really like this song. I'm glad I'm hearing this right now. It is to provide an emotional like underpinning for what you okay. are experiencing. You know, it's not like this is why I hate movies with soundtracks. Not movies with that. scores are are much you're far superior in my mind. Because if, if you remember the music in a movie, like like other than to say that like like Fury Road has this like incredible symphonic, again, timeless operatic score where all the music is there's not a single eight oh eight in the entire movie. It's all symphony. Okay. Right? You know, it and that's what will make it timeless. It is like it's like and that, again, it it subverts and exceeds expectations in that way because we're so used to like films these days having this like score that that is so predictable and generic. We're like, you know, it'll have that boo, where everything slows down, and then a beat drops, and then it's like down, 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 and then it could that could have been Fury Road, but that's yeah. not Fury Road. Fury Road is a symphonic operatic masterpiece of scoring, like like a John Williams score. You should really right. go back and listen to the Sicario soundtrack. Because well, what you're saying sure, is totally messed up. So so I don't remember the Sicario soundtrack, so I guess I can't really say. I mean, maybe I'll just have to watch it again. But, like, to me, it's just it just is a very generic thriller. You know, that's okay. a, a revenge thriller. It doesn't, it doesn't exceed any expectations I had for it. And it's completely non-memorable. And it will it will definitely not stand the test of time. And there's no chance that in 15, 20 years anyone will talk about Sicario ever. There's just no chance of it. You know? Now I don't agree you and with I are that. both I don't agree with that. Well that, and that's main, and the main reason why is because the director's pedigree will make people talk about it. Who's the director? Uh, Villeneuve. Denis Villeneuve. Denis, yeah, Villeneuve, the guy that directed Dune Villeneuve. and Blade Runner, the uh, the remake Blade Runner Twitter? sequel, yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. and Arrival, which is probably his best movie. So this director is not going to go down in time as like a classics maker. I really disagree. The, these movies are okay for their time. We talked about Blade Runner last time. Did we? Dune is ex- also extremely forgettable. Like. Like th- this will he will not this will not be like the next Scorsese or whatever, you know, by any chance. Like they, like these are all somewhat generic, like timely, sort of blockbustery type films, you know that 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 won't be remembered because they don't do anything. They, they none of them have broke no ground, you know. My biggest complaint about Blade Runner. Did we wait? Did we talk about Blade Runner? No, no. But before you go on to this, what does Dan have to say? Well, right, you, uh, I forgot. <laughs> no, you're talking about the movie. I, I got to tell you, John Paul, okay. I, I right. please, all due respect. Yes. Fury Road had music? Yes. Okay. Music? It has a score. No, a score. I, I understand the, the difference between what you're, you two are debating about, but I did not even... The music... Any audio other than, like, machines and people... It did not check out with me at all. I, I couldn't even that's tell fine. you what anything sounded like. I, I didn't that's even like, you said, I'm like Wait, okay. I think that's the ideal, honestly. Like, yeah, like, I mean, you, you, you have a preference. You have a preference. Like, you don't really want to know what the music is. Yeah, absolutely not. I mean, like, you'd rather there was just like a hum in the background. No, basically. no, no, not true. Not true. So, like, like, 
remember the the job of the scoring in a film is to is to bring your emotions along for what you're seeing and set your emotions up and essentially manipulate them. Well, let me yeah, ask you, music, what, like, what, 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 how do you feel about how Tarantino does his shtick? I love, I love Tarantino as well. So, and his, his scoring is impeccable and it's almost like the exception to what I'm saying, you know, that proves the rule to what I'm saying. Well, that, that's, know, what, but that's it, my point is that like he goes yeah. deep into like nostalgia yeah, for yeah, music, yeah, yeah, yeah. right? Right. Yeah, where, he's tapping is, that for sure. Yeah, right, right. But I think it's, that's it's about creating, it's about creating a vibe, right? And, you know, certainly Tarantino definitely like, like is is a great counterpoint to what I'm saying. Um, so yeah, I, I point well taken on that. Um, speaking of music, okay, so so Dan, I wanted to ask you specifically about a couple things that like I thought of you when when thinking about Fury Road. One is the guitar the the shredding guitar player with flames shooting out of his guitar that they put on top of the like one of the big trucks that that was that tugged on my heartstrings okay okay see like i i saw that and i was like this is a dan Merck thing like, well okay so you should appreciate this i i, I very yeah, much appreciate it awesome and, it, and it's what's what's the um what was the term um they the, it's actually done still today in the military but um i think of like the drummer who's mm-hmm. behind who's behind the troops yeah, the, like the war drums. The I mean, war they drums. have those too. They have a bunch of people beating on drums, if I'm not mistaken. Mm-hmm. Yeah, kind of yeah, on that same yeah, truck. Yeah, and 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 you know, we do that in the military. Like I, I've heard stories from friends that went overseas, and they said that they play like death metal as they were going into battle. You know, sure. or they have a lot of them have earpods in. Yeah, and they're running. Their, like so kind of like the hype, the hype man for the yeah, for the for the war party. Right, but it's the it's it's the same thing that I felt last night when I was watching Brother Son. And I heard new music I'd never heard before. And it wasn't just let's throw this new hip hop song into a movie or a show that I was watching to get me excited. It actually like fit within the narrative of the show and actually supported it. I didn't care if it was a score or if it was something that I can go get on Spotify. It, it invoked emotion and it sort of pumped me up the same way that there was this guy shredding on this guitar, which was so brilliant. When I saw that, I actually kind of cheered because yeah. I would love I would love to go see that band if that was actually like a real thing. So. So, yeah. OK. What, what else? Yeah. Well, OK. So, you know, I we only have so much time here. <laughs> Bro, we got all the time in the world. This is going to the cloud. I, yeah. I mean, um, uh, so, so I, I think we've probably beat this, beat this to death. I'm, I'm slightly disappointed you didn't love it more, but no, wait, wait, s- that's, that's not, wait, hold on a second. So I, I do want to correct Keith. I, I did not go look for ways to not like it. That is I, untrue. I'm not, I'm not saying that. No, no. I, I said I, I was, that was to Keith. I, I did not once look at it and go, I have to figure out a way to disprove John Paul's belief. I, I said before, and I'll say it again. This was never a debate I was going to be a part of. It was you, you have been on my case to watch this movie and I, I just refuse to just like at that point, like I was just like, I'm never going to see this thing because it's just like <laughs> the greatest argument with John Paul. That That's just 100 mm-hmm. percent. The two of you had like a nice debate back and forth. And this is what we've been on this podcast twice about. But but I saw it. I liked it. Um, it I will it, say I will say this, though, like you said a thing in the text, though, that you were like, you know, this this is not you know, the best movie the last 20 years by far, right? You, I couldn't answer that question, though. I hate to say it. 
Like, like I, I, like I said, I, I, I don't even belong in this podcast. When you read that list, you had a list, and I don't know where that list came from, but like you listed dates, you knew the the names of the directors. All like I don't have that. Like I, I can't tell you one movie that like changed my life. I, I just can't. Yeah, but I mean, I use the internet. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like well, I just I looked know. at an internet. I just looked at you know. I forget where it is, but it's like you can find a list of all the movies that were released released in you know the last 20 years right well somebody somebody asked me last I, I night <laughs> somebody last night asked me if i saw black swan and i'm like i don't remember and then i got smacked upside the head and was told that i saw it when it came out right? <laughs> i just That's funny. like mu- music to me or i'm sorry uh, movies to me do not invoke I, it's, movies to me are very too. movies are temporary for me i i yeah like i think when i hear people debate movies or they go, they get on podcasts and talk about movies uh, I, I sort of check out because to me they're they're blips of like entertainment it's like when i go yeah. to see a play and i could say like for instance okay i i saw three concerts last year i remember who they were they were exciting then, but I wouldn't say they were the greatest shows of all time. I just like things like that. Don't I don't I don't invoke those emotions yeah. like I don't have my I, I can't even tell you my favorite book. Like I, I it's just yeah. that, like I go, I, I saw it, it was awesome. And then I'm going to move on to the next thing. It's because of my attention span. So that makes sense. I, I you know, I that it's a good point. Like, I don't think of you as like a big film buff or something oh, like that's not I struggle. Your, I struggle to see yeah. films because I fall asleep. I'm, I'm watching them at home. I get that's to the last yeah. 15 minutes and then I'm like, what happened? <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm old I'm, now. Like, I'm usually very. I, that's kind of true for me too. I'm, I'm. This is why I don't see that many because, like, most of them are kind of garbage to me. Like it, at this point in my life, like it's just kind of like it's not that entertaining. And then there are just these certain ones that like it's weird really to have stand that opinion, out to me. Though. Like I'm sorry to interrupt you, but it's weird to have yeah. that opinion where you say like I don't see that many of them because most of them are garbage. That implies that like you have a like threshold for what is a good movie and like well, there's good movies being made all the time that's true this there is a lot i mean more than ever right and part then maybe that's part of it is there's this 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 sea of entertainment media out there like it seems so like you're they, you have like a strong feeling on what a good movie is so like it's surprising you don't see more of them well i you know it, it, they have to it has to be something that like sounds interesting to me you know what i mean like that that you know that that's part of it and and um i'm always looking for recommendations you know for people who like know about stuff that's even more culty that would ever come across my radar and and whatnot you know the original like originality is like very important to me because like if i feel like i've seen the film before like or a tv show or something like that i'm just kind of like like the I know how this plot's going to go. If it doesn't play with those expectations in an interesting way and like somehow we rise above um, the sea of everything that's out there, that that's why I, like, that's why with Sicario, I'm very, I'm not critical of it. It was fine, but it's just, it strikes me as so generic, hmm. you know? And like Keith, you and I are both heat fans. We're both right? what? What heat? Fans oh of yeah. Heat. I love heat. Oh, I didn't know you loved heat. Oh, I love heat. Heat's amazing. Okay. Now that's outside of our time span for this list, right? Yeah, Those, that's nineties. Yeah, yeah. And now heat is far more of a film that will stand the test of time than Sicario. Yeah. And like, yeah, may, the agree. reason I'm comparing them is they both they both involve people with like, yeah, well, AR 15s running around and stuff. Um, and and it it has more depth to it than Sicario can ever hope to. You know, in terms of like 
some some interesting nuances to the characters. Yeah, I agree and, with like, that. You know, yeah, some with their motivations and like it it plays with a plot that is that is yeah. a lot more compelling. And so it's just kind of like that's heat heat will definitely stand the test of time as like a so like as like a never a saw it before. Oh, so good before like Tinker Taylor. I would have said Heat is my favorite movie, but I think I kind of uh, yeah. I, I think I appreciate Tinker Taylor more than Heat, even though I I watched Heat recently again, and the thing I find so great about that movie is the way it spends time in like all of these like little sort of side scenes and like kind of like mm-hmm. fleshing out the lives of the characters. Because it's like, yeah. you know, it's a big heist kind of movie, basically, with, like, big action scenes. It still has, like, probably the best firefight, you know, on camera. But, like, mm-hmm. the one example I give yeah. in that, just as a side note on, like, Heat, is that the thing that struck me the most was, and I'm not going to give it away because I think, Dan, you should see Heat, but, like, um, there's there's this guy, there's this, this driver that comes into it. He's like this ex-convict and he's like, they draft him into this heist and um, they show him like before he even meets the other characters in the movie, you are introduced to him and his like little story. And then it becomes like when he's given the choice, like does he want to join this like dangerous heist which would mean him going back into his criminal life like they've done so much work to make that choice seem so like impactful and like tragic in a lot of ways and he's kind of like a total side character like he's not a main character at all and there's all these scenes in the movie that are like this where it's like these little yeah. side like side scenes of characters and it just That's a great, of like it fleshes out the like impact of like crime basically yeah, yeah I, I think that's a super good observation about heat because like and, and the thing about it is it's famous for having both de niro and pacino in it right, right? And, and pacino is like this insanely outsized actor who like right. dominates every movie that he's in and that kind of stuff and yet in heat the side characters still are some of the most memorable stuff about it. like Val yeah. Kilmer, Kilmer almost steals the whole film yeah. in a way, like because some of his stuff is so cool, and like it's just it's just um, it's a great film despite like having Pacino in it, who's like it kind of very much my not fa- favorite of like the big time names in in cinema. You know, I think there's like, like a I think there's a story out there that he sort of like says like I I played it as if he was a coke addict. Totally. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. I, I, I've seen clips of him saying that. Yeah. And um, like, if you watch it that way, you're, you can sort of forgive his kind of <laughs> outlandish, like what yeah. style of acting in the movie. But like, um, I don't know, but yeah. Anyway. Yeah. Yeah. It, that's a good one. So, I mean, I mean, is this podcast going to be about me not seeing movies that you guys have seen? I think like, we should, like we I feel like now it's like, so next episode, well, we're, Dan, we'll did get, you see we'll Heat? Past, we'll, we'll get past this. this is like, I don't want this to be like about a, Dan not seeing films. Like, I think I think everybody yeah. checks in. This, this like, is a qualitative argument about Fury Road, basically. And like, you know, like this, these are all side notes. All right. Well, I think we argument. should. I think we should move off of the the, the, the cinema analysis segment. Um, right. what, what's a well, so there's so I've got our topics up here. Um, I mean, I, I think it's I, I kind of like the format of discussing which ones we want to pick. Um, actually, 
one of our mutual friends uh, pinged me and was like, I can't wait to hear about this next topic you guys are going to talk about. Hmm. Um, so, you know, and of the three people that downloaded our podcast, one being from PA, which is pretty cool. Um, so Shout there's a couple. Yeah, there's. Yeah, right on. <laughs> I, th- I think I knew who it is now, but uh, but uh, hopefully okay. uh, he or she keeps listening. Um, OK, so uh, in the list here, um, I think ethical consumerism is a really, really good discussion topic. Um, OK, I, I, the last two, it looks like. Uh, I, I mean, I, don't, I I always want to be careful about going after like specific individuals because it could try. Well, did, did you add those? Is that you? Yeah, I, okay. I mean, we don't have so so. Let, yeah, I, I don't. I don't want to say the the topic names, but like I think the ones that that's fine. Let, let's start with the ethical consumerism thing. I, you added that, right? Oh, yeah, yeah. That that oh, could okay. be a that could be a long topic. Um, the other one, well, there's two others. Uh, biometric robbery and digital graduation. So, I don't know what that means. What, what what was the phrase that you you coined that you claimed it's yours? Oh, the surveillance economy. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, I, I'm I'm trying to adopt a phenomenon called digital graduation. Um, okay. I mean, like I said, I, I, I guess get get into it. What is this? What is digital graduation? So social media, you know, the essence of social media. Let's just pretend that it started around 2008. And so 2008, people were, you know, launching Twitter. They were launching Facebook. Uh, people were adopting this thing. And I don't think we understood what to do with it. And then right around that time, there were parents that were starting to talk about their children. And then, of course, the children are starting to become of age where they're holding on to their parents' cell phones. So you're like into the early you know, teens of the Internet. And there there becomes this law. And I, and I, I had the, I had an article up. I don't want to want to start Googling and, and speaking to articles that were written. But there's there's a there's a law that states that, in, you know, here in the United States, you have to be 13 years old to use social media, which includes YouTube, which includes having a Gmail account, which includes all kinds of stuff. And so as a parent, my son was born in two, uh, 2010 and uh, immediately, no joke, at the hospital, we were sitting around waiting because he was like, you know, hooked up the tubes and stuff and they were looking at him. So I'm sitting there and I go, I go on to Facebook, sign up an account. I parked his domain. I parked his email address at, at Google. I parked the YouTube account. I, I, I just parked everything because I wanted him to have preference of being able to get his own name at an email address. And so I did that. And then I handed it over to him. Well, he's he was not 13 yet. He was like in, you know, kindergarten and he wanted to uh, go on YouTube and watch like non- uh, non seven year old videos because there was there were content that he could see. This is this is now what I'm finding is and if you do a search on Reddit, this 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 topic's everywhere on Reddit. This topic's everywhere on on Stack. Parents are running to uh, these services and they're saying, "Help! Um, I can't change my son, daughter's, my child's uh, birth year." So what's happening is is there's a group of kids that are now becoming of age. My son's 13, so it's affecting me right now, where everything that I set up for him, I lied about his age just so that he can get on the platform. And I and I don't mean that. Oh, you have to sit. I'm sorry. I didn't, I missed this part. You have to set the birth date. When you set like, up the account. Yeah. Like older than when you set it up. Yeah. Yeah. So like so like when your child is born, you couldn't put in like, you know, January, whatever, 2023. 
you have to like backdate it to like lie about the birth date to get the count set up. Yeah, so I use my uh, I use my age. So so okay, so it's like okay, well, what are you doing here? Like, I mean, so this is obviously a you know a quality issue of my parenting skills. I was parking it because being in technology, I wanted him to have you know, his name at Gmail or, sure. you know, I wanted all that stuff, right? Like yeah. I wanted his Facebook page to not have like, you know, fuzzy slipper 72 at Facebook or whatever. And, and I know he, he's actually never been on Facebook, but, but he, he does occasionally go on Twitter to share like cheat codes for games, or he talks about gaming. He's on a discord server and he had all this stuff set up when he was like 10, 11, 12 years old. And I was okay mm-hmm. with it because I monitor the hell out of it. So, so that's fine. But now he's like, Hey, uh, I'm, I've been using your steam account. So he's been using my Steam account since he was like eight years old. He's 13 now. Do you know how many games and achievements he's earned that at some point he's going to be like, I need to switch the email address. You can't do that. He's like, I need to switch the account to my name and I need to change my age because there's parental restrictions that need to now come off legitimately. He's stuck. And so I, I was talking to him. I said, do your friends deal with this? And he said, oh, yeah. He said all of them. They all they're like their parents are handing over these accounts to these kids. But like it shows that they're like 37 years old and huh. you can't go back and fix it. And so I thought, well, that's probably not that that catastrophic. Well, here's where it gets weird. I have a cousin who has uh, a daughter and they got her a debit card so that she can go to the store and buy things. You can't get a debit card until you're like 16. So, so now she her bank thinks that her social security number equals an age that's not her age. This is I'm seeing this a lot. And it's all because of like age restrictions and that, you know, as parents, we want our so, kids to grow up fast. So these these kids have these accounts now that they're screwed. Like like if you go to Microsoft dot com and, and I'm trying to fix his date of birth in, in his Microsoft account for Minecraft, I can't. It's, it clearly says like, no, you can't do this. So so now Microsoft thinks he's like 36. So, <laughs> so wow. this, this, yeah, so but it's like so it's now every, what's what's the graduation part? Of well, this? that's my, my point was, is that like these kids have gone through the rite of passage. They've gone from being the, the sub pre uh, earlier than 13 years old to they've become 13 years old and they're now graduating where they're allowed to be on social media legally mm-hmm. allowed to mm-hmm. be on social media. So mm-hmm. I, I, I was coining the phrase digital graduation because like if he his Twitter account shows that he's 36 years old he's not and he can't change that so think about yeah. this like so if you really you know again it just depends on you, if you invest in this but i'm just saying this was sort of a lighthearted topic that i thought like gosh there's articles out there i posted one in the uh-huh. in the trello um from the guardian where in the uk it's a problem and like i said if you go over to uh to reddit you'll see so much content about that where people are like help yeah. i need to change my son's age and i can't it seems like there should be like like a mechanism these like social media things where like parents can set up like basically child accounts that they can turn over no you they, know? they that's how they're like, supposed to do it they didn't have that back then that's what oh, i'm saying really? like, do they have that now well they, they probably do now yeah i'm, I'm sure they hmm. figured it all out now but it's like so do you yeah. come back and you go okay you know that thing that i did well i kind of lied <laughs> like, right right so, exactly so, so yeah. it, it, and this may be a good sequitur into the i mean lied you lied to google that you had there's no well, I know there's no reason you can't lie to Google. <laughs> yeah, there is. Like, there is. So he's he's part of my Google family and I can't fix his account. No, so no, it, I know that. I, no, I'm but saying, I'm saying but, but it's like it has impact because it controls my lights in my house. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, 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 like yeah, his account I'm is just, tied to that. If I, I have to like basically like break up with him, get rid of him from my family, create a new account for him right. and hand it over to him with his right birth age. But I, I'm not going to do that. What you're describing is a technical barrier where like you're, you're unable to change 
his age. But as I, if I understood you right, you were kind of saying like you were a little bit sheepish about having to admit to Google that you lied about his age at some point. Yeah. But I'm trying to disabuse you of any feelings of sheepishness about lying to Google. Well, there's no law out there that says you can't lie to Google. Have, lie, lie all you want to Google and just tell them I lied about his age. I, you know, to, to, to bypass your stupid age gate and now I can't change his age back. I mean, it's they're a not going to be, they're not going to judge law. you. It's a law. So what they, what they could say is, okay, well you, you violated our code in our terms and conditions are gone and they just, they kill the account. Hmm. So think about steam. He's, he's not old enough to play well, some of the games that he plays. And that's, that's like when my dad took me to, to a, a, a rib shop when I was 16 years old and he bought me a Bud Light and I'm like, what are you doing? And he's like, you're having a beer with me. I'm like, I'm 16 years old now. And he's like, I'm your parent. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, like, you know, there, there's things that parents do that are not ethically correct, but it's just because they're parents and they choose to do stuff like that. So like I lied to Google and so now I have to have yeah. the walk of shame and it's not shame. I, it's totally your prerogative to lie to Google about your son, your son's age. And like, they're not even going to know what their terms of conditions were back in 2008. They've probably changed them a thousand times since then. Well, I think, I think this problem's totally fixed, but I, what I guess I'm talking about is, when social media came out and up until, let's just say, you know, pandemic, there were sorry, I know I'm popping. Um, there were there were people that were lying. I think they've tech companies have figured that out and now it's fixed. You sign up, you create an account and you say, this is a child account for now. I will monitor this. When they turn 13, you hand it over to them. But that was not available then. And so now, so there's a bunch of parents that are trying to fix that right now. And I just was throwing this out there of like, have any of you, I know you don't have children, so that's why I wanted to be inclusive about topics, but are you hearing about this? I mean, do people talk about this around your circles that have kids? You know, the one thing that's come across my radar is this thing where like parents were putting their kids on social media. as like part of mommy blogging, essentially, oh, you know, I went down that rabbit hole. It's terrible. And then like, like, so these kids who are like way like children, like minors, you know, super young were being featured on their parents, um, TikToks and stuff like that. Mm. And then they get to a certain age and they're like, I don't want all this stuff out there about me. And they never had any ability to consent in it or anything like that. And then they, in some cases, like the parents made a ton of money. Yeah from the from being influencers featuring their kids and the kids get somewhat into like a big argument with the parents and like sort of estranged from them and stuff like that like over this and like like don't have recourse right and that was a that things. was a that's, big thing that's when he the was topic that's come across my when when my son was uh you know six seven and he was on youtube he wanted to watch a bunch of youtube videos that did not make it to youtube kids so that's why we sort of pushed him over into the real space but i had i would i can actually log in as him and i can watch his his history and stuff and he's good because he somehow doesn't know how to delete his history i'm sure he does now but anyways i i was going through and he was watching this one family i i won't bring their name up but um they had a kid who they used to give them toys and they would unbox these toys and the kids would play with them. And then it just sort of ballooned out. They got sponsored by home Depot. So they were building like birdhouses and stuff and using tools, but they exploited the heck out of these kids. These two boys, I would love to see what they're up to now because now Mm -hmm. I I think, I I think so these kids were a couple years older than my son. And then I think now they're probably, they've got to be at least 18 or 19 years old now. And I, I think you guys probably remember that that story of that mom that was like not feeding her kids because she would punish them for not producing good topics. 
Like they, I read something were, about that. Yeah, yeah, that, that, that's like a really bad. It's like yeah, that's like on the extreme end of this. Yeah, before, yeah, yeah, but I mean that, that happens. Like I just I just read an article the other day. There's a guy in in the UK who has two daughters, and he 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 like they all act like babies, and the dad is like the daddy. But these girls are like eight, nine, ten years old, and he's treating them like infants. And it, it's like really cringy and creepy, but kids are watching this stuff. And so like there's an episode where and this was from that article that I pinned in there. But the episode said something like uh, bad, bad girls. Stop being bad girls. And like, it's just like, dude, what are you doing? Like, it's just getting yeah. like kind of cringy and stuff. And there's a lot of that out there where parents no. are just like forcing their kids to make content for them to make money. It's just awful. Anyways. Yeah, that was awful. Yeah, I, don't, I mean, I haven't I remember, I guess, when a lot of my friends and including you were having kids and they were talking about this thing about how they were like registering their kids like names on social media and stuff like that. But I haven't heard them mention it as they've gotten older. So like, I'll be curious. I'll have to like ask some of them if they've like encountered this like problem yeah. you know, and see like how they're dealing with it. Yeah, it's 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 more it's it's not so much a problem that they were lied to or lying to Google. It's more of a problem that as they hand this stuff over to the ownership, like where the child actually owns the logins, yeah. they, the child is like, I, I'm not the right age. Like that's right. not my birth date. That's my dad's birth date. And now I've got this content problem because if I dump this account, I lose all the hard work. Like his PlayStation account, he's got so many achievements that he's unlocked and he's still using my account. So it looks like, and I don't play it, so I don't care. He can own it, but it's like tied to my credit card. It's tied to my email address. I can't put a different credit card in there because he doesn't have one. I mean, it's just, it's just a problem. It's like when you, you sign this stuff up for your kids or, you know, people under 13, you're, you're carrying a burden along with it. And if you make a couple of missteps, like putting in the wrong date, it's very hard to untie. Not a big deal. if It's just a, you know, a dumb email address. But like, you know, his email address, he's he's buried in it, like all of his ID tech stuff that he was doing, all of the, you know, classwork that he was doing for where he's trying to go to high school. That's all tied to his email address. He can't give that up. And Google's like, no, we're not changing your date. So it's interesting. (laughs) Email is like this, this sort of gateway to the Internet, because like it's it still is one of the only ways you can like authenticate yourself, you know, at the end of the day, even even like your your Apple ID and stuff is like tied back to an email address. And it's kind of interesting that way. Emails, email is this, like has the staying power despite everyone trying, trying to essentially like do everything they can to replace it. Yeah. But it, 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 again, it's a protocol and protocols have a way of, if they, if they get adopted of really sticking around and like, like becoming foundational. All right. I got to bounce. I got to hit the road. Love you guys. You take care. Good talking to you. Bye. Bye. Bye.